Welcome to the WCIA 3-in-1 pod. Brett Barron's here along with Andy Olson after Illinois gets a gut check 60-55 to win, Andy. And I'm calling it that because it's the second-to-last regular season game. Um, I don't think Illinois wanted to be there <laughs> in a sense. No, no. They just, look, this is one of those games where you're not going to remember this game at the end of the season. It doesn't matter. It's just another check. It's the 14th Big Ten win of the season. It's number 21 overall. It's a game you're at home. You've just got to go out and win. It doesn't matter. We can sit here all day and talk about the, oh, Kofi, you know, only had 11 points and only had like To me, okay, the, all those things, sure, they add to it, but like it does not matter to me. Illinois won the game. It's That's all like, that should matter. It's almost like they didn't waste any bullets, like in this sure. one. Like, I, you, who's to say that you have a limited amount of like bullets you can use in a basketball season, like proverbially? Right. Uh, but it's just they knew what they had to do to like get the win, and it was dicey at times. That's why it was a gut check. I mean, they changed leads eleven times during the game, and Penn State was certainly up for the challenge. But it seemed like, and I mean, Penn State's coach didn't agree with me I don't think in this assessment but it seems like Penn State was kind of playing at their best like Brad Underwood said Illinois is getting everyone's best and uh, Illinois was just kind of had this carrot on the end of their fishing rod just kind of like stringing them along and like they knew they had more in the tank and they, that they could go to, to to win it in the end but they just they didn't want to waste any of that energy and and you know they played like they didn't want to be there but in the end I'm going to echo what Brad Underwood says and it's all about the dub you get the W, you move on, and it's the 14th one this season. First time ever that Illinois has won 14 conference games, at least 14 conference games, in back-to-back seasons. Uh, I believe it's also the first time uh, they've gone three seasons in a row with 13 conference wins in a season. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty incredible, and you got to give some credence there, too, to, look, they only played... 16 yeah oh, absolutely you know yeah, in 2005 yeah. they were 15 and one and they played yeah. 16 conference games so <laughs> yeah. there's more opportunity but you that also means there's more opportunity to lose at the yeah. same time so I, I think it can go both ways and illinois continues to do historic things here i mean the fact that if you know we would have been talking at the beginning of the season that they're 14 and 5 i think pretty much anyone would have signed up for that in, in one sense yeah. uh you know and they're right there at the end so illinois has a chance now to still win a share of the league title it's going to require the last team in the league, Nebraska, to beat Wisconsin, the number one oh, number team in the one league, <laughs> on Sunday. But stranger things have happened. You know, I remember Illinois going to Ohio State in 2005, and they had to get the final game of the season, you know, to finish out a 16-0 league play, and, and they couldn't get it done. So, I mean, there's just – you never know. That's why they play the games. But it does not look likely that Illinois is going to leave with a share of the Big Ten title. Which, if you think about the combined wins that they've had the past, oh, it's incredible! Three they've been seasons. the most winningest team in the league for the last three years, and they don't have a single Big Ten title to show for it in the regular season. Now, in the, the, regular the season. conference championship title is something to be talked about, and we can discuss this. I had this conversation with somebody the other day that okay, if if they don't get a share here, how are we going to remember these last three years? Mm-hmm. You have Io, you have Kofi, you have some really dang good players, and you don't have anything to show for in the regular season. Yeah, certainly concerning there and you can sit here and look at it and go all negative town if you want but they've they've won the most games yeah. and and i think most people including brought underwood who said yesterday that uh you know everyone knows that got screwed well i think michigan would probably disagree <laughs> with that um but you know i i digress they have they, they've been the best team in the league in, in league play the last three years and you know especially last year you win 16 games you would hope that that uh, would get you the crown, and, and it didn't because of the winning percentage. But 
you know, that's neither here nor there. The thing for me that uh, why I called it a gut check is, you know, you hold Penn State scoreless for six minutes there down the stretch, and, and yeah. that's that's the difference. And you've got to just step up and do it. Look, Brad said yesterday, too, he didn't feel like when he was looking back and reflecting, they didn't play that well last year leading up to the NCAA tournament because, uh, you know, they put so much stock into the Big Ten tournament and winning that, and they did it. And I think they felt accomplished, and they should feel accomplished. That was a huge thing to get that. But then the focus to get through and pass that to get ready for the NCAA tournament, he said they didn't play well against Drexel, and then obviously they didn't play well against Loyola. Mm -hmm. If you can win games like this, 60-55, to and you can win games in the 90s, to me, you can be efficient and make runs in March. That's what I take away from this. Even this late in the season, Andy, Mm -hmm. they're finding ways to get wins like this that are 60 to 55, 57 possession games that are that are just not even fun like not fun to watch in a sense, right? This (laughs) this wasn't aesthetically a great game to watch. No. And it's so hard to take away like this is a very confusing Illinois team, I feel like, to break down right now. Because I have no idea how they're going to play in the Big Ten tournament, in the NCAA tournament. Because last year it kind of felt like down the stretch when they won those 12 of 13 or whatever it was to, to that point at the end of the regular season. Like, they have a good chance to, like, number one seed, go pretty far. Like, this team has shown flashes. And then they have games like today where they just do enough to win. But you don't know if enough is going to be enough in the NCAA tournament, the Big Ten tournament. So it's so hard to kind of like project what this team is going to do, which is going to make our job fun here in the next week as, you know, we try and plan, we try and uh, analyze and break down these games and these matchups and everything. But tonight, enough was enough. They only had nine field goals in each half, nine in the first, nine in the second. They did it more efficiently in the second, going nine of 20 instead of nine of 30 in the first half. And like you mentioned, the defense down the stretch turned out to be huge in the moment. I mean, because Penn State at that point had the momentum. It seemed like they always had an answer for what Illinois was doing after they took the lead from them at the end of uh, the first half and was kind of going back and forth in the early seconds. And then just to to put the the brakes on, to to really stop them like the way that they did, uh, showed that they can be, they still are a really good defensive team because I felt like I wasn't really seeing that in the first half of this one um I mean we know how important defense is to them and then coming off that game against Michigan where I mean you score 90 on offense but you let up 80 on on defense sure uh, you don't really want too many of those but uh to, to show that they could bring the clamps out again I think was important um and it, like you say you the w- different ways that you can find to win games is as many of those as you have in your arsenal is going to be important to see you know kind of what you're able to deploy when you get to winning time. Yeah, and I think that is should be encouraging for Illini fans. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Yeah, you can win multiple ways. It's not mm-hmm. like you only have this one-dimensional offense or defense. And I do think the defense is somewhat concerning. But if you're going to hold them to 55 points, I mean, I, look, you should be encouraged by that in my eyes for mm-hmm. for what it is. And, and you know, we can sit here and nitpick it. And certainly the rebounds, to me, <laughs> continue to be an issue. Like That is such a confusing <clears throat> slump, that, too. Yeah, to me, that's the bigger thing. It's like, okay, yeah. well, okay, they can find ways to win. They can find ways to lose games. And they, we've seen that. But, like, there's some themes here that I think we can we can build upon. Yeah. And and rebounding is at the top of that for me because if you get out rebounded in the NCAA tournament, that's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, and I and there's no, at least I, a, a basketball layman, I can't see or, or there's I can't find a reason for why they are being out rebounded like that. Maybe it's just as easy as they're not 
giving as much effort in the glass. You know, I'm not entirely sure, but game after the game, they keep getting out rebounded. And, you know, that's something that needs to change quick before the NCAA tournament, Big Ten tournament, because as we've seen throughout the regular season, there's a lot of really good Big Ten teams this season. And I think the Big Ten is even more up for grabs than it was last year. I think last year you had, you do have, you did have a lot of good teams this year. I don't think there's, I don't want to say there's no elite teams, but there's no teams that are infallible that, that are unable to be beaten. Like it felt like there was last season as we head into uh, the, the weekend in Indianapolis. Yeah. I think there was more uh, top heaviness last year where you yeah. felt like Illinois and Michigan were both right there. And even Ohio state came on really strong yeah. last year. You know, and made the run to the Big Ten tournament title game with with Illinois, and it took an overtime to to get it. You know, but uh, I I would agree with that. I think Wisconsin fans would probably disagree. You, you know, because they've won so many close games, which yeah. is incredible of what they've been able to do. Uh, you know, six points or less, they're what fifteen and one. I mean, it, it, dude, it's in, like at some point that's got to catch up with you. Too, I was right? I was just thinking that it's I'm super excited to see how Wisconsin season goes from here because either. They keep getting lucky and they keep doing that, or it all collapses. Either way, it's going to be very entertaining to see what happens, I feel like. Yeah, and the Badgers just say it's not luck. It's <laughs> sure ability. And, and maybe it's not. And, but, like, yeah. that many closed games, boy, either it's gonna they're going to break their fans' hearts or they're going to lose years off of their life because they're playing <laughs> so many closed games. Yeah, and so I late. think it's fair also just to assess that that's some trust issues from their fans or whoever. <laughs> like, it's going to affect how I pick the bracket, you know, sure. because crazy things happen. It is March, and, and we're here. And I'm pumped up that it's March because I know. We're, we're, you know, it's warmer outside. We're, we're getting to this postseason now. We've got so much basketball ahead. I just got this feel. I mean, March is always nutty, right? Mm-hmm. But I've got this feeling it's just going to be wild. It's going to be year. a weird one this year. And I don't think this is the introduction to March. Illinois would have wanted. I feel like we were coming in and we were talking like, oh, things are different. The, 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 the calendar has turned. It's March now. They're going to they're gonna come out and want to win this one. And then we saw the display that, you know, we saw today. And maybe I was right when I said they're saving some of that for later. Yeah. And, and they don't want to get – maybe it's hard to get up for a game against Penn State on a Thursday. But Oh, I think it um, is. Yeah. The Iowa game, I think, will be a real tell for possibly how the rest of this calendar goes. Uh, because I think momentum is a real thing in sports. Um, certainly Illinois had the momentum for the end of the regular season last year. And like you said, they put a lot of stock in that tournament title and then they kind of fell off a little bit after that. Um, we'll see if they're able to start that momentum at the right time. I'm putting right time in like quotes because I don't know when the right time is. You can't pick when your momentum starts, but if they can ride a good win against Iowa, maybe pick up a couple games of the big 10 tournament, um, they could be at this could be the start of you know a, a really good month for him. Yeah, and I, I look. Brad has said in the past like, oh, they're all big and whatever. That's like coach speak. I mean, he even <laughs> said yesterday, admitted that they're going to get up for some games more than others, which yeah. we usually don't hear that. I, I appreciated it because it wasn't coach speak, but. Yeah, Coleman said it after the game. That today. was I was just about to say that Coleman. He's like, literally yeah, we're going to get up more for Iowa than Penn State. That I'm was like, my what? favorite thing that he said in the post game was literally admitting that we're going to get up more for Iowa. But he's not wrong. No, I mean, of course they're going to get up more for Iowa, and I was going to get up more for them. Absolutely. And I think that's the other thing. I think there's still some bad blood there too, which makes that even adds even more layers to yeah, that. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think 
all these other teams are giving Illinois their best bet. I mean, Illinois is at the top here. They're, they're number two. I mean, yeah. you know, if Penn State trying to get some seating here, trying to stay out of Wednesday, you know, if, if Penn State gets a win here, there's a good shot that they get that first buy. Yeah, and they're coming off a loss to Nebraska. Yeah. Like, you know, that this is a huge thing for them. And so Illinois is getting opponents' best shots. They've got to match that with that energy. And, you know, they didn't necessarily deny it, but they're they're more talented. I mean, Illinois is a far better team yeah. than, than Penn State. And so, you know, that's that's what the big thing is. Demonte Williams, 14 points. A season high for him. Hits four shots, and they're all threes. We see a junior or a senior, quote-unquote, year from DeMonte. Super senior now. Fourth-year year from from DeMonte. And, and, you know, shooting 50% or close to it from three last year. And we have not seen that at all this mm-hmm. year. Uh, but he puts up 14. Kofi has a quiet night, 11 and 6. And Trent has 10. And, you know, they scrap, to, they scrap it together. And, um, like I said, I, I don't take a ton of stock into this. It, it you, you win and you move on. Yep. You know, get to Iowa. And see where the chips fall. They're going to know by game time, because Illinois is the last game of the night, I believe, in the Big Ten. They're going to know if Wisconsin won or not. Yeah. The downfall I think you have to that is a little bit you of... You can come can, out flat. Can you, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you have the edge if you know you're not going to play for a title? Yeah. And you know your seed is locked in. Yeah, because Purdue at that point... Purdue's also- already played Indiana. Mm-hmm. I think that game Saturday, the Purdue-Indiana game. So... Mm-hmm. They're already going to know that, you know, if you're already locked into a seed and all of that, how do you come out and play? I think it's going to be interesting. It is senior day, though, so you would hope that, you know, they could come out with some energy and, and send Trent and DeMonte outright yeah. for those guys. But th- those are my thoughts going into that, you know, when you're that last game. But it takes me back to a couple of years ago in, in Iowa and Illinois in, in 2020, right before the pandemic. And it's just going to be two days shy of that, of that game. I went back and looked it up. Um, from the calendar being two two years exactly, and you know how crazy how that fitting. game was. I was still in news, and still I heard about how crazy that game was. <laughs> it was pretty loud in there that night, and I, I've been to a lot of games at State Farm Center. But uh, I think that's going to be cool, you know, to send Trent and Demonte out because they're juniors then, right? That night? That night, yes. They were and now the senior year, and now they get the extra so, year, yeah. the super senior year. So, you know, it, it's kind of the culmination of that, of ending. There's not going to be masks in there. How was that tonight? Weird. Really weird. Walking around seeing people's faces. I know. Now, we, I, can, I, we can say, like, okay, everyone's going to joke. Look, in the media here, we can't win, right? Okay, well, you're not wearing your mask, or why aren't you wearing your masks? Whatever else. Or, okay. People haven't been wearing masks at State Farm Center all season. No. Okay. Like, there's a lot of people that don't wear them. That's fine. Whatever. You know, you don't want to wear masks, do you? Whatever. The requirement is you're supposed to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. That was lifted tonight. Mm-hmm. So, just walking around. I mean, like, it was strange. It felt strange myself. I mean, I wore the mask in there. That was personal choice. I was like, this feels kind of weird, like being around yeah. this, this many people. And uh, it was very strange. I mean, we'll see how. Uh, Man, I'm kind of getting just a grand scope thing. We'll see how kind of life gets back to the way it was a little bit here. Uh, I don't know what the rules are over at the Big Ten tournament. Um, Got to wear them for media. Wear them for media. Yeah. Okay, just um, fine. Yeah, absolutely. I am. I have no issue uh, doing that. Um, but you know, it, it kind of feels almost full circle where you know Iowa was that last yeah, normal I mean. game 
coming all the way back. You get Iowa again, and it's going to be another normal, quote-unquote. Are right. we there yet? I'm not sure, but it's pretty close to it, it feels like. Yeah, and it's cool that we can sit here two years later and, and have the conversation, and Illinois is still good. Yeah. You know, know, like they're still at the top of the Big Ten, and they're better than they were then. Illinois was fourth in that, mm-hmm. uh, seated in that Big Ten tournament, I believe, if, if my mind serves me right. So, you know, now they're, they're second as we sit here tonight in tape. <clears throat> Could fall back to the three. Mm-hmm. That's they're, as far. And yeah, yeah, I mean, they're locked in it in there. One, so, two, or three. That's what it's going to be. And they could get the one. I mean, if Wisconsin loses, they hold the tiebreaker for Wisconsin. So they, mm-hmm. they could technically still be the one mm-hmm. if that plays out that way. I'd say there's about a 90% chance they're the two and then a 5% chance on either side either the way, one or the three. Yeah. I'm sure some stat website has that out sure, there. But, yeah. you know, whatever. So. I want to ask you this, Brad, as we kind of wrap up here. Do you think, and I'm going to ask this now because I think I have a for sure answer. Do you think that this stretch – is the best stretch of Illinois basketball in history. Of three years? Three years. Or, we'll call it three years. Yeah, because there's the three-year window. So from mm-hmm. 04 to 06, I think it was, mm-hmm. for Illinois and, and the Bruce Weber and the national title run and 37-2 and 05 and all of that. And then the 87-90 to run? Does that Around right? there. Because 89 was the final four. Yep. Yeah, it might have been 86 to 89, something like that, yeah. that three-year run. Those are the best three-year stretches in, mm-hmm. in program history in terms of wins. And each one had a Final Four, except for this one. Yeah, and I think that's going to be the difference. Uh, that's where I don't think you can say that this has been the best stretch because we haven't seen the Final Four yet. If Illinois does get to the Final Four, I think you could make that argument mm-hmm. that this is the best stretch. Because I think, in my mind... And I know there's more Big Ten games now, but like right. the amount of Big Ten wins that they have just accumulated in this stretch of three seasons. And who knows? Next year they could have another season like this, and then we set the bar at four, and then it's the best four year. Who yeah. knows? Uh, but the way that they've played in the regular season in the conference is, I mean, it's it's in the conversation with those three-year stretches, which is crazy to say Yo, yeah. without there being that long tournament run. And who right. knows what could happen in 2020? That's going to be a what-if forever. Uh, last year, it ends quicker than they would have wanted it to. Uh, and there's still this year. Who knows what's going to happen now? Uh, but, man, just what a three years it has been. And what a turnaround it's been from the worst ever conference season for Illinois basketball to where it is now. Yeah, and they won back-to-back Big Ten titles, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe they were one short there. We'll look that up real quick here. But Lou Henson only won one Big Ten regular season title, yeah. and it was it was not the 89 season. Um, so, you know, you when you look back at it, okay, if we're taking Big Ten regular season yeah. titles or tournament titles or, you know, like I, I'm not ready to put Illinois in that conversation quite yet of like this is the best, but I, I agree with you that they're in the conversation, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that is completely fair for for what it is, and and it's it truly is historic. I mean, what Illinois is doing right now is historic, and it's been, um, you know, fun to watch as part of the ride. You know, like hey, I love watching history. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're witnessing history in that sense, and that's really cool for me to just uh, witness that and, and see that and be part of that. And sense. that's why I wanted to bring it up too, because I hope that fans who listen to this you know, also think and appreciate what they're seeing on the court. I mean, next year is not promised. Who knows who's going to take those roles on, you know, what right. the team is going to look like, you know, this could end 
right now as we get into the postseason, they're only guaranteed three more games this season. And then who yep. knows what happens after that. So, Isn't that crazy too? Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to bring that up because I, I think it's wild that they are in that conversation and just being able to watch that unfold in real time in front of us. It is. So Illinois, we did go back to back. That's what I thought. Okay, so 4 5 The 0-1-0-2 teams, uh, regular season titles, and then 4 5 So Weber's mm-hmm. first year and second year, they go back-to-back Big Ten titles in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, but they only won one conference title there. 5 would have been in that stretch uh, where they won the, the Big Ten tournament, did not win it in 4 So... Yeah, I mean, look, they're not at that level yet, but it could be. I mean, if, be. if they make a Final Four or another national title game, then then I think that certainly elevates it with all those numbers yeah. there um, for sure. But I think Illinois should feel fine after this. Uh, I think Illini Nation should feel fine. You know, 21-8 and eight now, 14-5 and five overall. You beat a mediocre Penn State team uh, that's going to finish towards the bottom of the league. They do have seven Big Ten wins, which is, you know, you got to give them credit for that. It's, it's not like they're – you know, Nebraska ball or something at, at the bottom there. We love Nebraska. Ball. <laughs> yeah. Well, Illinois fans are going to really love Nebraska ball Sunday. If they're if all they can somehow beat there. Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, Coleman yesterday too. I love that. Coleman's so honest, man. He's great. He just says whatever. Uh, he was asked about if he's going to be a big Nebraska fan. He's like, Oh yeah, let's go. Like, let's go Cornhuskers, you know? <laughs> yeah. And that's what he said. He goes, uh, Trey's, Trey's my guy. So he's going to, you know, he's going to go out and, and, uh, and get one. So, uh, we'll see how it plays out. But, uh, Illinois is in position, has a chance. Brad said all along that all he wants is a chance. If mm-hmm. they can be on the last week, last day of the season, which is what they're going to be, to have a chance to win a Big Ten title, you know the program's in a good place. Yep. And that's where Illinois finds itself. So uh, we'll see how it plays out. We'll be back Sunday after the Illinois game. It's a 6.30 start uh, wow. for Illinois on Sunday against Iowa. So for Andy Olson, I'm Brad Barons. Thanks so much for listening to the WCI 3-in-1 podcast. Illinois wins at 60-55. The final, we'll talk to you again on Sunday.